Yes, 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 yes. Hey guys, welcome to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Peters. Always remember, whatever you think about comes about. Whatever you focus on grows. We're continuing. Part three. I know I'm probably a week or two behind, as is my nature. <laughs> I tend to get busy. We've been working through, and we're going to do it over the next 17 podcasts. Hopefully, I get one in a week. Covering this beautiful book. We started, we started with the end, and we read chapter 17, and we've learned... Wallace Waddles wrote this book in uh, 17, or 17, 1905. We know Wallace Waddles was a, what they call a new thought teacher. And it was just called new thought because it was, um, I mean, quite simply, just different than the thought of the day. And throughout the years, there's been a lot of criticism. I see a lot of criticism on YouTube and, and some of it to be fair is because it's been misused. A lot of people have misused the law of attraction. And while the book never specifically talks about the law of attraction, you can tell it's, you know, it's, it's part of, um, the science of getting rich is a book on law of attraction, even though it doesn't specifically say it. And I think many of us believe in the law of attraction. I don't think it's magical. I think it's just kind of the way the universe is ordered. And you hear me say this a lot, what you think about comes about, what you focus on grows. It's just the way it works. Everything starts with thought. We, we, we saw that in the summary in chapter 17. Go back and read that. Read chapter one. Um, hey, stay along with me. Stay in the same chapter and just reread it and reread it and reread it. And that's not a bad idea for internalizing. Um, internalizing. Internalization is the best. And a lot of this I have memorized, not as much as I used to, because I used to use it in a lot of talks. And I would not, you know, not standing there trying to memorize it like to be in a movie, but because I had read it so much. And we talked about that you can just open the book from any page, read for a minute, and I promise you, you'll get a little nugget. And so it's not a book you're going to read one time that you read front to back. Maybe it is for you. Maybe that's all you need. For me, it's been an ongoing adventure. I read it time to time. I was just on Instagram and I was saying I have four copies in the house here. I've got one upstairs, one downstairs, one I write all over, plus digital copies. I used to give it to customers. It's been a very important book to me and it continues to be a very important book. Chapter two, and I'll probably say this a lot. Chapter two, oh, technical difficulties there. Hopefully you can still hear me. Chapter two is foundational. Chapter two is entitled, The Science of Getting Rich. So it's the title of the book. And now we're in chapter two. In chapter one, he kind of laid it up. Now we're getting into the science. And remember, when we talk about science, don't think of like physics and modern day science. What he means is really, I like to think of the example, the scientific method. Scientific method is just a process. It's a way of elimination. It's a, it, you're allowed to fail, but it's a way of doing things. The book will refer to this as a certain way. And as you go through life and 
your certain way could be different than mine, but there is a certain way for you. And if you stay on that, and if you repeat it through that certain way, you're going to get the riches that you're looking for. And that's not a certain number. Maybe you have a number, you know, I have a number. I don't, think on the number too much, but I have a number that I'm trying to get to. Um, I think that, you know, and I know you've heard this before, the journey's more important, and but there is something to that. You know, there is something to that, that if you don't enjoy the journey, you know, what's it's, it's not worth doing. Because the, your goal should be so big, you never hit it, man. So if you can't enjoy the process of getting to it, and let's say you do hit your goal, well, now what, you know? So your goal should be really big and you should enjoy the process of getting there. And I hope this book can help you. I'm going to read through this because I think if I interrupt and talk a lot, dear it, I'm going to do it a disservice. Okay. So we're going to start and just kind of listen along. There is a science of getting rich and it's an exact science like algebra or arithmetic. There are certain laws that govern the process of acquiring riches. And once these laws are learned and obeyed by any man, he will get rich with mathematical certainty. The ownership of money and property comes as a result of doing things in a certain way. And those who do things in this certain way, whether on purpose or accidentally, get rich. While those who do not do things in this certain way, no matter how hard they work or how able they are, remain poor. It's a natural law that like causes always produce like effects. And therefore, any man or woman who learns to do things in a certain way will infallibly get rich. That the above statement is true is shown by the following facts. Getting rich is not a matter of environment, for if it were, all the people in certain neighborhoods would become wealthy. The people in one city would all be rich, while those in other towns would all be poor. Or the inhabitants of one state would roll in wealth, while those of adjoining states would be in poverty. But everywhere we see rich and poor living side by side in the same environment, and often engaged in the same vocations. When two men are in the same locality and in the same business and one gets rich and the other remains poor, it shows that getting rich is not primarily a matter of environment. Some environments may be more favorable than others. But when two men in the same business, in the same neighborhood, and one gets rich while the other fails, it indicates that getting rich is a result of doing things in a certain way. And further, the ability to do things in this certain way is not due solely to the possession of talent. For many people who have great talent remain poor, while others who have very little talent get rich. Study the people who have got rich and we find that they are an average lot in all respects, having no greater talents or abilities than any other man. It is evident they do not get rich because they possess talents and abilities that other men have not. 
but because they happen to do things in a certain way. Getting rich is not the result of saving or thrift. Many very penurious people are poor while free spenders often get rich. Nor is getting rich due to, to, to doing things which others fail to do. For two men in the same business often do the exactly the same things and one gets rich while the other remains poor or be becomes bankrupt. For all these things, we must come to the conclusion that getting rich is a result of doing things in a certain way. If getting rich is the result of doing things in a certain way, and if like causes always produce like effects, then any man or woman who can do things in that certain way can become rich, and the whole matter is brought within the dominion of exact science. The question arises here, whether the certain way may not be so difficult that only a few can follow it. And this cannot be true. As we've seen so far, as the natural ability is concerned, talented people get rich, blockheads get rich, intellectually brilliant people get rich, and very stupid people get rich. Physically strong people get rich, wick, sickly, and ugly people get rich. Some degree of ability to think and to understand, of course, is essential. But insofar as natural ability is concerned, any man or woman who has sense enough to read and understand these words can certainly get rich. Also, we have seen it's not a matter of environment. Location counts for something. One would not go to the heat of the Sahara and expect to do successful business. Getting rich involves the necessity of dealing with men and being where there are people to deal with. And if these people are inclined to deal in the way you want to deal, so much the better. But that is about as far as environment goes. If anybody else in your town can get rich, so can you. If anybody else in your state can get rich, so can you. Again, it's not a matter of choosing one particular business or profession. People get rich in every business, in every profession, while the next door neighbor in the same vocation remains in poverty. It is true that you will do your best in a business that you like and which is congenial to you. And if you have certain talents that are well developed, you will do your best in that business. That calls for the exercise of those talents. Also, you will do your best in a business which is suited to your locality. An ice cream parlor would do better in a warm climate than in Greenland. And a salmon fishery will succeed better in the Northwest than in Florida, where there are no salmon. But aside from these general limitations, getting rich is not dependent on you engaging in some particular business, but upon you learning to do things in a certain way. If you are now in business, and anybody else in your locality is getting rich in the same business while you are not getting rich, it is because you are not doing things in the same way that that other person is doing them. No one is prevented from getting rich by lack of capital. True, as you get capital, the increase becomes more easy and rapid. But one who has, but one who has capital is already rich and does not need to consider how to become so. 
no matter how poor you may be, if you begin to do things in a certain way, you'll begin to get rich and you will begin to have capital. Getting capital is, a, is part of the process of getting rich and it's part of the res, result that invariably follows the doing of things in a certain way. You may be the poorest man on the continent and be deeply in debt. You may have neither friends, influence, nor resources. But if you begin to do things in this certain way, you most infallibly begin to get rich. For like causes must produce like effects. And if you have no capital, you can get capital. If you are in the wrong business, you can get into the right business. If you are in the wrong location, you can get into the right location. And you can begin to do so by beginning in your present business and in your present location to do things in a certain way which causes success. Wow. It's hard for me to read that uninterrupted. In Wallace Waddle's time, it's important to point out that monopolies were much more of an issue than they are today. The internet has broken down many of the barriers to entry and you no longer need a publisher to publish a book and you no longer need to be signed to a record label to produce music or you no longer need to um, you know, get a job on television to be a, you know, produce content. You no longer need a movie studio or a television channel to, get, to, to, get, to sign off on your videos or production. The middleman keeping you from you know, going directly to the market has been removed thanks to the internet. And we're blessed when it comes to that, in that part of, and if you think on that for a minute, um, don't let this confuse you about the certain way. It's going to be explained as we go along what that means. Um, this chapter, what I think, to me, what's so important, and my favorite line from this is, Paragraph two, when he says the ownership of property comes as a result of doing things in a certain way. And those who do things in this certain way, whether on purpose or accidental, get rich while those who do not do things in this certain way, no matter how hard they work or how able they are, remain poor. I guess what I like about that is that it, it gives me hope. It says, Gerald, if you buckle down, if you do this, if you do the right thing, if you, if you work this, you know, if you do this, you're going to get it. And, 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 you know, Hey, maybe that's not true, but it gives me confidence. It helps me build my faith through our faith by repeating that over and over. It's like, I can do this. I can stay the course. You know, I can get where I want to get to. Other people have done it. And I think that's the other thing that it points out. It's like, listen, if anybody else has done it, you can do it. You don't have to be smart. You need some base. You need, if you can read this book, you probably got enough education. What he's saying. You don't necessarily have to live in the perfect location. Okay. But he does point out something else that there must be people who are willing to deal with you. In other words, you need customers. And if you've ever heard me say, all of the money that you want is in the pockets, purses, wallets, checkbooks, and credit cards of other people. I mean, we have to have customers and we have to have people to serve. And I definitely believe service is tied into the certain way. And you'll see, 
further chapters will get in this. You have to give people more in use value than you ask for in monetary value. That's at the core of the teaching as well. And then he goes on to really drive home the point that, listen, what, if you're in a ghetto, trailer park, a barrio, no matter where you come from, or maybe you live in Manhattan, or Staten Island, somewhere wealthy, Beverly Hills, you can do it. It's not reserved. It's not limited. You know, do those people have an edge or an advantage? Yeah. But that's not your worry. Your worry is not with the next person. Your worry is with you. And you have everything you need. You have everything you need inside of you to get what you've been called to do and to get. And you start with where you are with what you have. And so you have the job you have and you live where you live and you have the intelligence that you have and you have the tools that you have and we're blessed. We really are in this day and age. I love also that he points out that it's, it's not about saving money. I don't really save money. I'm terrible at it, to be honest. Most people probably think I save a lot of money. I don't. I invest a lot of money. And once invested, I can't get to it usually. And so I don't just save a lot of money and I don't sit on a lot of money. I invest my money. Once your buckets are right, I invest my money. And I don't want a lot of money. I don't want to sit on a lot of money. It's rare that I'm sitting on a lot of money. And if I am, it's just so that I can do a deal because the purpose isn't to have a lot of money. The purpose is to have assets to appreciate that produce cash flow because the assets will work when I can't. When I'm sick and stay home, I can get some dividends. I can collect some rent or if I own a business, you know, I can hopefully make some money. If I can leverage myself through books or courses or tapes or whatever, however you find to do that. Um, but this is why it's important. Okay. And it, it's not about saving, but we do need to save. But he's saying it's not for saving sake. You know, we're saving for a purpose. We're saving for a reason. I also love the idea where he talks about talent because I'm not very talented. I'm not the best speaker. You know, I don't do the nowhere near the best videos. I don't have a big following like, you know, guys like David Big Patrick and stuff. You know, I'm not ripped like those guys. I don't have Lamborghinis. I got all kinds of shit that I don't have that they do have. Right? But I do have an iPhone. And I do have a voice. And I do have a work ethic. Right? And I do have a belief in myself and in the universe. And I do believe my message is for someone. And I believe I don't have to get it right. I just got to get it going. And so if it's okay that I mess up and if I don't have to be the best and the sharpest and the best looking and the best speaker, and I'm, if that's okay, and I know that I can still do well, I can still succeed, then none of those things really matter. I just need to do my part and do the best I can with what I have. And, and that's awesome because I don't, I'm not, I've never felt like I was extremely talented. And he makes a good point. A lot, often talent is wasted. I mean, I met a lot of guys in prison that were wonderful artists. Could have been artists, could have been tattoo artists, could have done a lot of things with their art, even if it was just painting houses. But instead, they're in prison. And they, they're in prison because they did things in a certain way. And their certain way led to prison. And so... No matter how talented they are, it doesn't matter. No one's ever going to get to see it or very few people. And you could be half as talented as that guy in prison 
and a million people see your art. And that guy is more talented. Nobody gets to see it. And I've met plenty of people that are way smarter than me. They don't have as much money. And so to me, that's good. It's inspiring. It means I have enough. I am enough. Inside of me is enough. There's always room for improvement. I can always learn more, but I know I don't have to be Elon Musk, right? And so that makes me feel good. And I know it's okay that I was raised by a single mom, that I grew up in a trailer park, that I'm not the most refined. All that is okay, you know? Because if I can find one guy like me that got rich, that means it's possible. And I've found a bunch like me, you know? And I meet guys all the time that paint houses, work on houses, rehab houses. And so do I. And we're both doing the same thing. But I'm doing it in a certain way to build my wealth. And they're doing it for customers. And we're both painting. You get what I'm saying? And I met many guys that worked at a bank or as a financial advisor, did things with money. But, but for themselves, you know, they didn't have a real grasp of the stock market. They didn't have a genuine love for stocks. They haven't built a large portfolio, you know? And it's like, okay, they have all that information, all that knowledge, and yet you don't need it. Because I didn't go to college and I'm not a financial advisor and I don't, you know, I'm not a licensed stockbroker and I don't have a real estate license. And I know many guys with a real estate license that don't own as much property as I do if they own any. And so I don't need that. And that's what he's confirming here, man. A lot of things I don't need, man. And he's letting you know that what you need is a path, a blueprint. And if someone like you's done it, it means you can do it. And that's the beautiful part of chapter two. Find your own favorite verse to this. Go back and read it again. And let it give you permission that you are enough. And you have enough right now. And you don't need capital to learn how to invest in real estate. You don't need capital to learn how to be a good trader. You know, if you take it serious and you go through the process and you go through the exercise, the universe sees that. And if you sat and traded, you could use paper trade. Some people, well, you know, I don't think that works. Okay, but, but what if you did it day in and day out? Practicing, 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 practicing for two, three years while you went out and got the capital, while you stacked the money and you got the 100000 or whatever it is you thought you're going to need. And while you're stacking that money, you're training and reading and training and reading and training and reading. That is a certain way. And it's not that long, 12 months, 24 months, 36 months. And what could you learn? And you're executing every day, taking those trades, researching, taking the trades. Same in real estate. You can look for properties. You can walk the properties. You can meet the realtors. You can guesstimate the repairs. You can do everything but sign the paper because you don't have the money. But I believe if you do everything and you learn all that, you ain't got the capital, the universe will give it to you because you deserve it. Some people won't execute till they get the capital. They're not going to learn until they get the money. They're not going to trade until they have money to put in. And it's so unfortunate because so much time is lost 
that could have been dedicated doing it in a certain way, building that foundation. Could have been, you know, building that foundation. So think on that, man. You have everything you need. Everything you need, man. All right, man. Hey, it's Gerald Pierce. Thanks for listening to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. I really appreciate you. If you don't have my free ebook, you don't have to die broke. All you got to do is hit the bio link, click it, automated email, send it to you. I hope it helps you. Um, if you don't have a copy of Science of Getting Rich, same thing. Scroll down in my bio. I think there's a link there. You can always order them on Amazon too, but it's free in PDF form. Hope it helps you. If I can do anything for you, reach out to me by email, text, DM, or PM, however you want to reach out to me. God bless.